If you are pregnant or you've recently had a baby, this podcast is for you. I am your host, Kath Bequee, a physiotherapist working in women's health and mum of three. Join me each week as we dive into all things pregnancy care, childbirth and postnatal recovery, helping you have a wonderful pregnancy and afterbirth experience. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Well, hi there. Welcome to episode 18. And today I'll be chatting about some of the things it is good to consider before getting back into running after you've had a baby. So if you don't know me, I'm your host, Kath Bequee. I am a mum of three young girls, a physio for women with 15 years experience, and I have an online community fitness mama, which helps to provide pregnant and new mums with the exercises, support and resources to move from the overwhelm, the physical aches and pains of pregnancy, the weakness felt after birth, and instead we replace that with the comfort and confidence they need to get their bodies and minds strong again so that they can get back to doing what they love with a bubba by their side. And that might be running around with the kids at the park or perhaps it's running the next marathon. So as I mentioned today, it's really exciting because we will be discussing all the things to consider before starting to hit the pavements again once you've had a baby. So we will chat breastfeeding and running, shoes and running. We'll discuss the impact of your weight and fitness on running, mood, sleep concerns, and more. And then next week, stay tuned because next week we'll discuss more the nitty gritties, those considerations of doing the rehab for running. So be sure to stay tuned for next week too. Before we do jump into this episode, I do just want to let you know it's super exciting, but there is actually an upcoming fitness return to running program. And in this 12-week program, you'll be able to participate in specific return to running exercises. So this will include pelvic floor and core and a return to running Pilates program. You will gain access to a graduated 12-week running plan. You'll have access to a pelvic floor checklist, screening tests for strength and stability, and you will get access to myself, Q&As and support with myself, all about the topic of returning to running. To answer any of your questions that you have along the way to help you successfully get back into running. So to sign up for this 12-week fitness return to running challenge, head to www.fitnessmama.com forward slash running. So that's F-I-T-N-E-S-T-M-A-M-A.com forward slash running. And the link is also in the show notes. All right, let's get into this episode. So I will be the first to put my hand up and say evidence is limited in this topic, but we'll chat about everything that I have picked up as a physio in the last 15 years. And I will also draw upon information that's in guidelines that were published in 2019 by Tom Grian Donnelly, I hope I pronounced that properly, and Emma Brockwell. So these are the first ever sort of guidelines to come about. And it's amazing because these guidelines have drawn all the available evidence about returning to running And if you're really interested, um, check out the link in the show notes because I will link these guidelines in the show notes. Okay, so it's a big topic, but I'm not going to discuss everything. So today's topic is all about the things to consider before you start to hit the pavements. 
let's say you're three months postnatal, you're perhaps more than three months postnatal, but you haven't yet returned to running and you think, right, I'm ready. Um, Let's do this. I'd really like to return to running. The things to consider, I've got a little bit of a list, so I'm just going to run through them. There's no particular order to them, but let's first think about breastfeeding and the impact of breastfeeding on running. So for comfort reasons, it's probably good to express or feed beforehand before going for your run, and that's more for comfort reasons than anything else. We all know that in the morning you might be one bra size and then in the evening you might be a totally different bra size. So the next thing to consider with breastfeeding is your level of bra support because if you've been following me for a while, you might have heard me say this before, but there's a lot of issues with upper back pain and neck pain because of the hours and hours of feeding. So I do really recommend that we get a good fitting bra. And this will also help with the prevention of mastitis and blocked ducts and all those issues too. So in the morning, you might need a totally different bra size compared to in the evening. And let's just say you've got one size that fits you in the morning when your boobs are a bit larger. Let's say you then go for a run in that bra, you just won't be getting adequate support. So You might need to go and get fitted at two different times of the day. You might need two different bras to make sure you do have that level of support. And I think there is some evidence to show that a properly fitting bra does actually provide more support than just the generic sort of crop top that's used. Okay, and then the third thing to consider with breastfeeding is hydration. So, especially if it's summer. Um, If you're breastfeeding, we know your hydration levels are increased. You need to have more water. So do consider that if you're running on top of the breastfeeding, you will need extra hydration. Right. I haven't talked about the fact that while you're breastfeeding, there are some different hormones circulating your body. And there has been some talk of whether or not that increases joint laxity. I don't think the evidence is great for that. But if you do have any issues with aches or pains or hypermobility where you're super flexible, it might be worth going and having an appointment, a physio appointment or a women's health physio appointment just to assess your particular situation if you do have aches and pains or laxity and you are still breastfeeding. Right, the second thing that is good to consider is footwear and shoe size because I'd love to hear send me a dm on instagram but did your shoe size alter with pregnancy I'd love to hear but that that is apparently a thing shoe size can definitely change with pregnancy and it can stay changed so we do want to make sure you've got shoes that are well fitting consider how much support you've got and the cushioning the shoe provides so are these shoes that you've had for 10 years and is it time to update your shoes The third thing to consider is your weight and your fitness. So they are sort of, I'll talk about them separately. So we know that running is great for weight management, but what to consider is being overweight does place increased load on your pelvic floor muscles. If you've got a BMI greater than 30, I think they say, it is considered a higher risk for pelvic floor related symptoms. If you have got a BMI greater than 30, perhaps go and address those 
weight management issues prior to return to running. And perhaps you might need to have a period where you consider low impact options. So Pilates, swimming, there's heaps of low impact options out there and a review with your dietitian. It's not to say you can't run, but it is thought that perhaps you should consider the weight side of things first before you start pounding the pavements because you don't want to develop pelvic floor related issues such as incontinence or prolapse. Fitness is another consideration. Let's say you haven't really done much exercise for the last five, 10 years or pre-pregnancy. You just don't want to be hitting the pavements doing too much too soon if your fitness isn't there. So if you've got reduced fitness and you just know that it's been ages since you've done exercise, again, you might really benefit from starting low impact options for a couple of months first to improve your fitness. And I should preface everything I'm saying today is general information only. So do definitely consult your own healthcare provider If you have any of these concerns that I'm discussing today, it's always best to consult someone so that you can get an individualized plan. Right, something else to consider before you start hitting the pavements is sleep deprivation. So we know sleep deprivation, oh, it's such a big issue, isn't it? And I think this alone is what limited my return to running. I used to be a really big runner pre-children, And I've dabbled in it quite a lot since having children. But what stopped me getting back into running would definitely have been that sleep deprivation. So I think with each subsequent child I had, it took me longer to get back into running because I was so exhausted. And we do know that sleep deprivation is thought to predispose the body to injury. So it's a consideration. And alongside that is your mood. We don't want you to be using running as your only form of, like some people might be using running to help with the mental well-being, which is amazing. We just don't want that to be the only form of well-being that you're using. So let's say you feel your mood is affected. Definitely go and have a chat to a counsellor or a psychologist, get some other coping strategies that you can use in addition to exercise because we do definitely know that exercise and mental well-being are so closely linked. Again, this ties into energy depletion. Has anyone here heard of REDS? It's a it's a bit of a term that's being used a bit. It stands for relative energy deficiency in sports. And put simply, it discusses the impairment. So when body functions stop working as well because of excessive energy expenditure. So let's think of all the daily demands of new mums, breastfeeding, sleep deprived, perhaps there's a social pressure to return to pre-pregnancy, weight and all the rest. If you develop this energy depletion, so energy deficiency, red syndrome, there might be issues with bone density, those metabolic type issues. So it's good to consider that if you're feeling energy depleted, it is definitely something that's becoming better recognized, I think, because we don't want to be causing issues with bone density and causing a stress fracture by getting back into running when your body is just not ready. So what we've just talked about, we talked about weight, fitness, mood issues, sleep issues to consider, energy issues. We've talked about breastfeeding. We've talked about footwear. 
Another thing to consider is scar mobilization. So if you've had a cesarean or let's say you had an episiotomy, you might need to consider your scar mobility. So how restricted is that scar? So restricted scars might result in pain or restriction of movement and discomfort. So you don't want to be suddenly thinking, oh, I'm I'm going to start some C-scar massage like a, a day before returning to running. So in the lead up to considering running, perhaps you should consider some C-scar massage or perineal scar massage and obviously making sure the wound is healed first. There's no ooziness. Um, Make sure you've got the all clear from your doctor or healthcare provider. If you're not sure what C-scar massage or perineal scar massage is all about, this is something we do cover inside Fitness Mama membership. It's in the Beyond module, so from six weeks onwards postnatal. Or consult your individual healthcare provider to help give you tips and tricks on how to start with that C-scar mobility. So then the last thing to consider is your pelvic health because in the ideal world, it'd be amazing if every single woman could have a pelvic floor assessment. In reality, unfortunately, I know this isn't the case for financial reasons or perhaps you live rurally, perhaps there's no pelvic floor physio close to you or there might be various other reasons too why you can't go and seek that one-on-one assistant. So for that reason, I have developed a pelvic health checklist. So again, the link is in the show notes. It's a really simple checklist. And if you answer yes to any of the questions, I do recommend you go and seek help if you can. And if you do answer yes to any of those questions, it highlights perhaps that that's an area that you might want to work on before returning to running. So it asks you questions about any leaking, incontinence, the prolapse, any vaginal bulge, heaviness, dragging, those sorts of symptoms. So the pelvic floor rehab really can start from day one, day two after giving birth. And it's something I really encourage everyone to consider before starting the high impact exercise of running. So you really do want to make sure you your pelvic floor muscles, you've been working them and exercising them. Have you been doing some strength exercises, some quick lifts, some long holds? Are you actually lifting your pelvic floor muscles correctly? So these are all things to consider. So I was hoping that would be a nice, short, sharp episode. <laughs> I haven't even discussed so much in terms of returning to running and so do stay tuned for next week but to summarize ladies consider your breastfeeding consider any scars that you want to start to mobilize consider your weight and your fitness and your mood levels and your sleep and energy levels last but certainly not least we want to consider your pelvic health so there we have it in a nutshell Before we sign off, remember, if you want to join me for the 12-week Fitness Return to Running program, just head to fitnessmama.com forward slash running. It starts in the first week of February. You'll gain access to a graduated running program. There's weekly Pilates classes that focused on running exercises and returning to running exercises and you'll have Q&A and support with myself to help you successfully get back into running. My team and I will be putting together the show notes for this episode with all the links at fitnessmama.com and 
Ladies, if you enjoyed this episode, I would love it. It would just make my day if you could give me a rating and a review. And if you leave your name, I can give you a shout out too. It helps with the algorithm side of things. I don't know too much about it. But if you wanted to give me a rating, if you enjoyed the episode and a review, that would be really appreciated. So have a fabulous day, everyone. And I do look forward to you joining me next week for another episode of the Fitness Mama podcast. Thanks for listening to the Fitness Mama podcast brought to you by the Fitness Mama freebies found at www.fitnessmama.com forward slash free. So please take a few seconds to leave a review, subscribe so you don't miss an episode and be sure to take a screenshot of this podcast, upload it to your social media and tag me at Fitness Mama so I can give you a shout out too. Until next time, remember, an active pregnancy, confident childbirth and strong postnatal recovery is something that you deserve. Remember our disclaimer, materials and contents in this podcast are intended as general information only and shouldn't substitute any medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. I'll see you soon.